already gotta come in. I already gotta come in. Fournier, Fournier got benched. Did I not tell y'all? Oh my God. We going to cut that because you already know we don't got the license in, but we still going to rock. You know what I mean? Yo. Yo. Knicks ain't do too great. Knicks did not do too well. Um, Let me correct my English. This past week. Let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it a buck. But you know what? We showed promise. And I'm going to say we showed promise. And I'm going to say we showed promise. Let me get closer to my microphone here so I can hear myself. I want to I make sure I'm clear. Um, We showed promise for sure this week. We definitely showed promise. We did not win the games that I thought we were going to win. I thought we were going to beat Atlanta. We were the favorites. And we should have beaten Atlanta. We just fizzled out. I'm gonna get into some of the reasons why we fizzled out. I think um, we barely beat Philly. I didn't think we were gonna beat Philly, but because of injuries, we beat them. But barely, we should have smacked them the same way we smacked Atlanta. Uh, we lost to the Celtics. I thought we would steal one from the Celtics. So analytics, what's good? Doing a weekly recap right now. Um, I'm gonna get on the live stream, watch along later. I'm doing a double header later today. I'm a. I did say I was gonna show some non Knicks NBA games, so I'm showing that Pelicans game. At, I think it's at 7:45. We're gonna catch some Zion action, and then we're gonna get that Nick game right after. I think that Nick game is at 115 against the Timberwolves. So I'm gonna go with my predictions. Yo, that Atlanta game was very disappointing. Because they were up a significant amount of points. And um, I thought they were going to steal one against the Celtics. And um, even though we lost against the Celtics, I'm very happy with some of the things I saw in the game. Um, so I, I will say, even with defeat, there's still some growth opportunities for the Knicks. There's still some growth opportunities for the Knicks. Uh, yo, yo, bro. I made you one of the moderators for the for the for the stream. I don't know if you were able to see that. We're gonna tap in and, and um discuss. But I did see some growth opportunities for the team. First off, first off, I already came in the stream playing that Mary Mary walking because I felt like I was blessed. I felt like the Knicks fans were blessed because Evan Fournier got benched. He got put on the bench. <laughs> Yo, it was exactly what we needed, man. It's exactly what we needed with Evan Fournier because even though it sounds like I'm an Evan Fournier hater, I'm not. It's just that what, what his play style is best for the bench. And why I say that is because of the players. The players that come off the bench quickly, Rose, Toppin. Fournier is really good to do more than that spot up three. I'm going to take a sip of my coffee, you know what I mean? But, um... When he's in a starting lineup, we see Fournier way in the corner, way in the corner, shoot the three, way in the corner, shoot the three, you know what I mean? Pass the ball, like somebody else could pass the ball, like I've been saying. Cam Reddish could pass, all NBA players could pass, you know what I'm saying? They all, they all know how to pass. So why not give the opportunity to somebody else that is going to do a little bit more? So we saw Quentin Grimes get the start, but he's still he's still recovering from that injury. And I think Quentin Grimes could do a little bit of both start or come off the bench, depending against on who we playing or if it's like a back to back and you want to get some more rest. But Cam Reddish, 
was in the starting lineup, yo. Cam Reddish deserve Cam Reddish deserve to be in the starting lineup. Um, and Fournier could do more. Like I said, when he was on the Orlando Magic, he used to kill us. He used to kill us on the Magic, right? And he was more than just a shooter. He was more of like a scorer when he was on the Orlando Magic. He could dribble, create his own shot, make smart passes, which he does. But we're not paying this guy, whatever we paying him, 70 mil or whatever it is, just to stand there and shoot. And wait for the ball as a spot-up shooter. Grimes could do that. Reddish could do that. Everybody else could do that. We want to get more out of Fournier. So we're able to get more out of him with him coming off the bench, playing with those guys. Quickly has, has become better at facilitating the basketball. Grabbing rebounds. I think one game he had like 10 rebounds. So Quickly's ascending. Toppin's ascending. Toppin had like 17 in one of the games, I believe. Toppin's ascending. So... Fournier is right where he belong on the bench. That's what that's all I'm saying. Right where he belong on that bench. On that bench. Trying to fix my trying to fix my camera. I feel like it's a little slanted, but it's all good. Fournier belongs right there on the bench. So the starting lineup of Brunson, Cam Reddish, Barrett, Randall, and Mitchell Robinson is perfect because you surround. Randall with guys who are going to go hard with effort. I see the question. I'm going to get to it. You surround Randall with guys who are going to go hard on defense, going to go hard with effort, because Randall has a tendency to not go hard. Let's keep it a buck. But if you mask that with guys who do, it makes Randall look better. Unfortunately, Mitchell Robinson got injured. So we're going to have to go with Hartenstein. I'm hope, hoping we see more Jericho Sims. You know I've been rooting and trying to get some Jericho Sims. So I'm hoping we see more Jericho Sims and he's able to um get some playing time and be efficient with the playing time and be smart with his action out there. Um, I think... He, I don't know if it's a better system. I think because of his play style, where he's like a shot creator. He's a scorer. He's not just a spot-up shooter. He's not a 3 and D guy. His strength is not defense. His strength is going out there and scoring the basketball. Even when he plays for France and like the Olympics or the Euro League, he scores. That's his strength. So when he's on the floor with Brunson, Randall and Barrett, he's not like a primary scoring option. So he waits for his shots off the bench with like quickly and topping and rose. He'll be a primary scoring option. Quickly is going to, he's going to dish. He's going to create, he's going to dime people up and quickly could create his own shot and score, but he's, He's growing into more of a creator. Toppin is going to rim run. Toppin is going to shoot that three. Toppin is going to put effort. So that gives an opportunity for um, Fournier to do what he's supposed to do. So let's see. Let's keep him on the bench. All jokes aside, let's just keep him on the bench. You know what I mean? So what else, man? What else for the week before I even get into the wins and losses? We know what happened. We know what happened, but... The Knicks were able to score a bunch of points against the Celtics, and they lost. But the thing is, the Celtics shot phenomenally. Like, the Celtics, the Celtics, oh, that's one of the topics I'm getting into. Do we need to make a trade? Do we need to make a trade? And that's something I get into. But the, the Celtics... Seem like they miss. It seemed like any three day shot, they did not miss. I I know for sure, and I could double check this stat. I need to charge my phone. So they made over fifty percent of their shots from three. 
over 50%. The Boston Celtics. What kind of shit is that? <laughs> like, what kind of defense is that? What are you doing? What kind of defense is that? You got Tom Thibodeau, who's supposed to be a defensive guru and genius. And you got Jason Tatum. And you got Rando. I don't remember this cat's name. I'm about to I'm about to look it up because they had this one guy who could not miss, and the Knicks could not stop. And I'm watching the game, and I'm just like, "What's going on? I don't even know who this man is. Like, why can't we make any stops? Why can't we do anything? Why can't we do anything?" Hassa. Hassa. That's what's his name. Hassa. My son Hassa was wilding. He scored 17. 17 points. The previous game before that, he scored eight. The previous game before that, he scored zero. So why is it you want to have your breakout game against the Knicks? Come on. How are we allowing that? How are we allowing that to happen when we're supposed to be a defensive team? And that's my issue. That's my issue with the Knicks. Whereas when things go when things go right and things go great, there's something else that interferes with the greatness that we're seeing. We saw the Knicks score 118. They scored 118 points. 118 points. Okay? 118 points. And loss. How do you catch an L after scoring 118? You're supposed to be a defensive team. You're supposed to score 118 and catch a W. So that's the thing that really hurt me the most. Jason Tatum shot six for 13. That's a little less than uh, 50%. Jalen Brown, six for 11, a little more than 50%. Marcus Smart, three for five, more than 50%. Derek White, one for two. Blake Griffin, one for two. Noah Vonley, who used to be on the Knicks, one for one. Grant Williams, two for four. Hasser, five for eight from three. As a team, 27 for 51. And you know I don't like di dipping into stats because I just want to go with the reactions and the feelings and the, and the and what we see. It seemed like in the first quarter in the Knicks battle back, which is something that like I enjoyed seeing the Knicks battle back, was, was that, yo, the fight, the heart, the heart. You know what I mean? The heart. Because in the first quarter... I think the first five shots or so, the Celtics only took threes. It wasn't any layups. It wasn't any free throws. It was only three-point shots. So that's a little shaky to me. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest because you're supposed to be a defensive team. So what's the problem here? Is it the players? Is it the coaching? Because you played with heart. And that's what I want to see. You battled. You were able to score a bunch of points because that's how you win the game. You score more points, you win. Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, and RJ Barrett led the team in scoring, led the team in assists. And Hartenstein have 14 rebounds. So you have your main three stars contributing. You have your role players contributing. Cam Reddish shot badly one for six, but he played hard on defense. And that's what you're supposed to do. If you can't make a bucket, you play hard on D. Obi Toppin, three for nine. He shot bad. but He, he shot pretty well against the uh, Sixers. Derrick Rose, 10. So you have different contributions all over the place. Brunson had 10 assists. Randall, 
nine rebounds. Listen, R.J. Barrett, 27 points, four rebounds, four assists, nine for 15, three for five from three. He shot as good as you want. They just fell short. And this is the type of stat line I want to see from R.J. Barrett. Even though when you watch the game, it doesn't look shiny. It doesn't look, it doesn't look the same way when you see like Ja or KD or any of the superstars of the league, how everything comes so easy. Things don't come easy for RJ, but he's getting better. I was able to see RJ finish at the rim. As the game progressed, you saw him make those improvements, whereas he would get to the rim and botch a layup. And if RJ Barrett plays like this, he should be able to score 30. The way that he plays, he plays he plays with the level of aggression and he plays with the um, ability to score 30. If he just made one more shot, that's 30 points. He He's getting to the foul line. He's hitting free throws. He's being aggressive to get fouls. He just needs to actually finish stronger. He needs to finish more fluid and clean. If you're at the rim and you're 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, and we know R.J. Barrett could jump, just dunk. Just dunk. Like, stop doing the Euro step, trying to get contact, and then you brick the layup. Or just throwing it up with a prayer. So, what do the Knicks need to do to get better defensively? Because now I see our offense could cook. The issue is defense. The issue is stopping people. Some games you see, the issue is offense. But from looking at the first couple games of the season, I feel like defense is the issue because we have not been able to shut anybody down or shut a team down. And they played a heck of a lot of minutes too. Come on. Obi could have played more than 15 minutes. Fournier could have played more than 11 minutes. Quickly could have played more than 13 minutes. Jericho Sims only played three minutes. Yeah, and you know I've been saying, give Jericho Sims some playing time, especially with um, Mitchell Robinson hurt. So is the issue defense? Because we made some lineup changes. We see Obi Toppin and G.S. Randall playing together at the same time. We've been asking for this for like since Obi Toppin got drafted. Fournier got put on the bench. We lost Mitchell Robinson and we didn't have we didn't have anybody in the paint that could shut it down or be that defensive anchor. I think Jericho Sims got an ability to, but I don't think he's gonna get playing time on the dibs. He's in love with Hartenstein. Hartenstein got 38 minutes. So I don't know where that's going to come from on a defensive end. Grimes, I can't wait to get griming, but he's still getting his self back into shape after that foot injury. So he's on the way. But he's a 3 and D guy. But who are we shutting down? We couldn't shut down Atlanta. We couldn't shut down... A couple players on the Sixers. That game was way too close. So we let Atlanta come back from 20-plus and beat us by damn near 20 or have a 20-point lead on us. We couldn't stop Ja. So where are we going to get these stops from? When we go cold on offense, it's because we're not making shots. We're taking good shots, corner threes wide open, Attacking, whether we don't get the call or not. You already know how I feel. But we're not making the shots. But we got to make some stops on defense. So I wonder if Thibodeau is making adjustments to relax the team on defense so they can have energy to score or, or what. But they're young. So they should be able to go out and say, we need to get a stop right now just so we could swing the momentum back, right? So I was 
on the fence. Do we need to make a trade? Do we need to make a coaching change? And I think we need to make a trade. I think we need to make a trade. Our leader is Jalen Brunson. I'm going to stick to that. We just got him. He ain't going away. If I'm the Knicks, this is who I put on the trading block. But Reddish played, Reddish played well defensively, though. He was locking in on D, which that's Reddish helped the Knicks come back because he was locking in on defense. He was locking in on defense. So I'll give him that. If he would have made a couple buckets, that would have helped. Um, I don't think we need to get rid of the coach because he's making changes and he's making adjustments. He's seeing, he's analyzing what's going on on the court. And he's like, okay, maybe if I change up the lineup, if I put this player here or this player here and they could play together, let's see how that impacts the game, which is what you're supposed to do as a coach, right? You see something's not working. You make a change here. You make a small change here and you see if you get a result out of it. And the Nick, the result was, yes, we lost against the Celtics. The Celtics just went to the finals. They're an NBA championship caliber team. So we have to give them that. But the Knicks were like, we're going to fight. And I think that's because the balance of the players on the court at the same time. There were times that Randall was out there surrounded by defensive playmakers and that allowed Randall to get easy baskets. But who am I going to put on the trading block if I'm the Knicks front office? I like what Fournier is doing on the bench, but I'll put him on a trading block. I want to see what we could get. I also like what Cam Reddish is doing. I'll put him on the bench. Sorry, the uh, trading block. I want to see what we could get. I'm also putting Julius Randle on the trading block because we know he can score. We know he can But my issue with Julius Randle isn't any of those. If you look at the rest of the team, the issue is defense. The issue is effort. The Knicks were able to come back at the Celtics because of effort, because they locked in defensively and offensively, but they couldn't maintain those defensive efforts to shut to make a run. So I'm putting Julius Randle on the trading block. I want to see what we could get. I would love to keep Reddish. I would even keep Fournier for, for a bench roll. But we got Grimes. So, I want to see what we could get because we need to have an identity of who we are as a team. We can have the face of the franchise who is Julius Randle at this point not be a part of the identity of the team, which is locking in defensively. Brunson will play hard defense, and he's only 6'1". He played like he's 6'5". Mitchell Robinson will play hard. Hartenstein, Cam Reddish, we've seen it. RJ Barrett, we've seen it. Grimes will get grimy. Obi Toppin will try his heart out on defense. The only person who is not putting in max effort defensively Look at the game, and we'll see it later. Let's see if it changes later. Is Julius Randle. So for the identity of the team, trade him. Even if we got Donovan Mitchell over the summer, who's about 6'2", small guy. He still plays with heart, and he's going to put up 30 points. Donovan Mitchell is killing right now. So if we traded three first-round picks maybe even four or three first-round picks and two pick swaps, which is what the rumored trade was, 
plus RJ Barrett plus quickly and Grimes or chopping and grind. Hell no. I don't agree to, that they should have made that trade, but I will say he would have looked great in a Nick uniform. We can't get him now. And for the fact that RJ almost scored 30 and I feel like without Jewish Rand on it, RJ Barrett will score that 25 plus a game. We'll have a defensive identity. We need somebody like, we're not going to get Kawhi. We need somebody like a Kawhi. We need somebody like a Paul George. We need somebody like a Pascal Siakam. Somebody who's going to every single day come in and say the identity of the team is X and we're going to execute X. We're going to play defense. We're going to come through. You know what I mean? And I feel like Julius Randle doesn't match up with the rest of the team. So you can't have the face not be someone who matches up with the coach and matches up with the identity of the team to be a defensive team. The Knicks need to show that every time they play against a team, every time that a team comes to Madison Square Garden, they're not going to score. They're not going to score more than 105 points. I'll give it 105 points because the Knicks just showed that they could score 118. And the Knicks have been able to score high. And that identity starts with the face of the franchise. His, his, his pictures are everywhere in Madison Square Garden. And all the advertisements, you see Julius Randle. He don't fit the identity. So that's the person who I'll be looking to trade while his value is still high. They should have done it years ago. Pascal Siakam would be perfect. And they're not trading Pascal Siakam. He almost averages like a triple-double. Locks in defensively. He does what he got to do. But what could we get? I don't know what we could get for Julius Randle. I'm I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a brainstorm that. Because I haven't really thought of what we could get for Julius Randle with his contract and where he fits and what team would take him. The Lakers will take him, but they're going to give somebody who we don't need. Russell Westbrook. So Fournier and Randall for Westbrook and a draft pick. Many may not like that trade. I don't know where Russell Westbrook fits on this team. Unless you're going to trade for Russell Westbrook, get that draft pick, and then you're going to cut him so he could go wherever he want to go. So I would say get rid of him way out's value. Russell Westbrook. Does he start alongside Brunson and RJ? Which means you gotta you gotta put uh Reddish on the bench unless you trade Reddish. Or do you start Russell Westbrook coming off the bench? Cause he plays well with shooters around him. So you have Westbrook, Doug Roseman hitting his three, Westbrook, IQ, uh Grimes, Toppin. They all could shoot. So I don't know where Westbrook really fits, but he'll have that piece that matches the identity. You know he's going to go hard. You know he's going to play defense. Um, but the Lakers will take him. I don't know who else, though. I got to think about that. Because a lot of teams are in, are in a weird space where they have a roster to play for the playoffs in a championship or they have a crap team of young players and they want to tank for the next upcoming draft. So I think the Knicks should be one of those teams that's like, hey, we're going to just acquire enough draft picks, get rid of assets that have value so we could get a high draft pick. Because I would have traded four draft picks for Donovan Mitchell. You could take Fournier and and um, Randall. Or you could take four draft picks and two young guys. You ain't getting three, four. You ain't getting RJ and Grimes and Toppin and quickly. I might give you, I might give you like Randall and like it hurts quickly or something. Cause the way Dollar Mitchell is killing, he's killing. So yeah, Russell seems too much with RJ back. So I don't know. I don't think you get I don't think you get rid of the coach right now. Um, because he's making adjustments 
to make this team be successful and to make the players successful, everything that we've complained about, he's adjusted. He bench Fournier. He's playing Cam more. He's playing Toppin more. He's RJ Barrett's in position to be successful. Let's see. Let's see. I want to see how this week shapes up. So speaking of this week, this is what we got this week on the schedule. Today, Timberwolves. Wednesday, the Nets. Friday, the Pistons. This week's record, I think we're going two and one. I don't know who we're going to beat because I was completely wrong uh, last week. But I know we're going to beat the Pistons. We could wax the Pistons. We wax them. The Wolves tonight, it's a toss-up. It's a toss-up. We could beat the Wolves, but the Wolves got a little, the Wolves got a squad, so I don't know. The Nets, I'm going to be at the Nets game. I'm going to be at the Nets game. I think the Knicks get a W. KD has been cooking. However, I think the Knicks will come to play because it's the, the city rivals. The city rivals. Yeah, the Timberwolves game is going to be tricky because the Timberwolves are not playing the expectations. But I know the Knicks. And who else of a team would I want to play against to get right? It's the Knicks. The Knicks are always the get-right team. If I'm a team who's like up and down, I need to get my stuff together. Oh, I play the Knicks? All right, let's get it together. After seeing that they barely beat the Sixers, the um, Celtics shot over 50% from three, shot 20-plus threes. Oh, we shooting. Oh, game. Get ready. We're going to air this out. So it could be tricky. The Nets have no defense, which is why I think the Knicks will sneak out with a victory. Unless Julius Randle gets in the way. If he wants to throw a chair again, then we lost. <laughs> but let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Definitely streaming today the Wolves game Um, after that Zion game. I got I to gotta tap in my league pass and uh, get that stream right. Right. So I'm going uh, I'm to tap in a little later to make sure that that works. Um, So let's see. It'll, it'll be very interesting. It'll be very interesting. Key factor, what's going on? What's going on? But let, oh, how could I forget? How could I forget? <laughs> Player of the week. Player of the week. Listen, if there's an Obi Toppin chant on Wednesday. I'm going to record that and I'm going to make it a soundbite because listen, listen, OB Toppin is the player of the week, is the insufferable player of the week. Joel Embiid was not there. A win is a win, but he was not there. If he was there, we got smacked. We would have been on losing streak. But um, OB Toppin with more minutes more efficient, hot and cold, yes, but he's in a place where he has not been consistent, consistent playing time, whether it's 15 minutes, 20 minutes, but he's getting playing time with different teammates on the floor. Julius Randle's out there. RJ Barrett's out there. It's not just quickly and Derrick Rose. It's not that group. Thibodeau is switching up the group. And I love what I see from Obi Toppin. He's aggressive. Even when he makes a shot, he's still aggressive. When he misses a shot, he's still aggressive. He's aggressive to get rebounds. He's aggressive on defense. He wants to stay in front of his man. You see him on the floor communicating. All the little things you do when you're hungry, he's doing. And we need that hunger to spread. And I feel like he's infectious. And I feel like when he's around his teammates, the teammates respond. I'm going with Obi Toppin, player of the week. He ain't scored the most, but the infectious play of, of Obi, I feel like we're going to see him continue that as long as he gets the minutes. 
We're going to see that. But the bum of the week, even though I said we shouldn't fire the coach, has to be Thibs. Has to be Tom Thibodeau. Because why, 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 why do you do so well at making adjustments pre and post game? What about in-game adjustments? What about the defense that you're supposed to be so good at? That you're supposed to be able to um, have the team be sharp at? What's going on with the defense? What's going on with the defense, man? I don't understand. I don't understand. We were up 20-plus against the Hawks. As a team that plays defense, that at least should have been 30, 40, because there ain't no way that team should have came back. How you let the Celtics shoot over 50% from three, and they took well over 23s? That's 60-plus points from three. Come on. What is going on? I don't understand. Just lock in. You let Julius Randle do whatever he wants. I thought Julius Randle was going to be a part of the lineup shakeup. Just go off of effort. But we're going to see, man. We will see. We will see. We will see, man, because... As much as I want to see some changes, Julius Randle's still doing his thing. He's still doing his thing. But there were though, bum of the week. The defensive, best defensive players on the Knicks, it starts with Mitchell Robinson. He's our defensive anchor. And now he's going to be hurt for like a week. He's going to be hurt. So who's going to anchor the defense in the middle? He's going to play Hartenstein like 40 minutes because he's not going to play Jericho Sims. Jericho Sims is seven feet tall. Jericho Sims can jump high. So you know he can grab rebounds and block. So it starts with Mitchell Robinson. And you have a Mitchell Robinson clone on the team with Jericho Sims. So break down the walls of Jericho and play Sims. But he's not. Starts with Mitchell Robinson as the anchor. I'm going to say R.J. Barrett after because he's always going to play with effort. But I think R.J. Barrett, when it comes to playing defense, that factors in your conditioning. And I think that's why we don't really see him finish at the rim because he plays so hard on defense that it affects his offense because he's working. So we need somebody to take that pressure off R.J. on the wing. And that's why. I'm going with Grimes. We got to get grimy. I'm going with Grimes. We will see Grimes this season step up defensively and relieve RJ. Let's get grimy. And then I agree. I'm going with Cam Reddish. Because he is hungry and he is lengthy. He's like 6'7", 6'8". He could get to the ball. You see him getting steals. You see him fighting defensively. You see him altering shots. Defense is not always defensive stats. But can you alter shots? Can you defensive rebound? Can you cause missed shots? Can you cause bad passes? Can you cause bad plays? Can you cause disruption to the other team? So I say Cam Cam Reddish. And the undersized point guard, we never should have signed him. We never should have signed him. Why are we wasting money? Why do we overpay? Why do we overpay? He said something personal. I would have punched him right on the spot. Jalen Brunson goes so hard on defense. We got that man for four, four years, 100 mil. That's us. That's a bargain. That's a bargain. See, Obi is not that defensive, but he's does the basics. He ain't like Fournier, who's just going to let you run by him. He ain't like Julius Randle, who's going to look at his teammate and say, that's your man. Why you ain't do nothing about it? So I'll give him his props. But yo, Nick all defense, we got those players right there. We got those players right there. We even seen a little Cam Reddish at the power forward. Why? Because he got it. He got the juice right there. So, 
Bum of the week, player of the week. Schedule. Trade. Trade and block. Oh, better than Randall. Today's game against the Wolves is going to be very interesting. I used to be a guy that was like, we could get Carl Anthony Towns. But defensively, he ain't really going to try. But he's local. I'll take him over Julius Randle. An NBA 2K trade, Julius Randle, and Evan Fournier for Carl Anthony Towns. I'll do that. Because Anthony Edwards already has been hinting that he doesn't really like the flow of the offense with Towns and Gobert. So, because Anthony Edwards wants to slash. And Towns and Gobert don't allow him to. Oh, oh. Carl Anthony Towns just got an extension. Anthony Edwards. Um, That's going to be very interesting in Minnesota with that ownership. They just gave Towns his extension. He got his money. Towns is not a favorite amongst the fans of the NBA. They say he's a little bit soft. I just think it's a little bit misunderstood. But that team going to have to make a choice between Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns because they're not getting rid of a goal, of Gobert after trading all of those all of those picks and players for Gobert. They're not going to do it. But would they be open to trading Anthony Edwards or Carl Anthony Towns for Fournier and Julius Randle? Carl Anthony Towns used to play with Thibodeau, and he was his best under Thibodeau. I would do that in a heartbeat. That man will play better defense than Randall, and he's taller. So they're going to keep going. They're not trading him. They just, they just traded for him, so they ain't going to get rid of him. I don't think they'll get rid of Anthony Edwards unless they have a feeling that when his contract comes up, because he's still on his rookie deal, when his contract comes up, that he's not going to stay. And that was, remember what remember what happened with Zion? I don't remember what happened with Zion, um, where there was chatter about him potentially leaving um, the Pelicans. Because one, he didn't want to get, he, he didn't want to get drafted there. And two, he wants to be in a bigger market. And there was chatter of him like potentially leaving when his contract was up or forcing his way out. But he got that extension, though. You don't want to fumble that bag. Do, does the same thing happen with Anthony Edwards? Anthony Edwards, I'm looking up his contract right now because... I think Anthony Edwards might be traded from the Timberwolves. I don't think right now, because the season is still young and they want to see what they could get out of this team, because this is a playoff-ready team. But they just, they ain't killing like they're supposed to be killing. And the pairing of Carl Anthony Towns and Gobert ain't working because they both suck at, Balancing each other out. Gobert can't defend anybody outside the paint. So if you play a team with nothing but shooters, Gobert is not effective because he's not going to go out on defense. Carl Anthony Sound doesn't want to defend. So Anthony Edwards' contract is up 2025. So it's not that far off. But they don't have to make any moves now. So, well, he's a restricted free agent after the 2024 season. So, if he says, I ain't coming back, they'll get rid of him. But they also will, this is an analytics-driven league now, especially with that team. If they see that Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert, Ain't doing what it's supposed to be doing numbers wise, they're gonna get rid of one of those guys. And Carl Anthony Thomas is not the guy that's gonna say, get rid of me. So 
just keep an eye out on that. I would say that might be a good trade destination. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, but I think this game is something to look out for for those little nuances between the team and the teammates. You got Anthony Edwards, who's been just throwing jabs at his teammates here and there. Nothing crazy. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns said he don't like Anthony Edwards eating Popeyes and all that. Like, why you got to say that at the press conference? Like, why would you talk about it? Why you got to say that at the press conference? So let's see, man. Let's see. I'm very interested. Very, very, very interested. Let's see. I might go on the trade machine and see what we could do. But it's not a trade I would do if I'm the Knicks because we have wings. But, but that's all. That's a bad man right there. Does Carl Anthony Towns make the Knicks a playoff team? Let's say if we swap Julius Randle and Carl Anthony Towns, we just swap it. Does that make does that make the Knicks a playoff team? Does that put us in the top six for a lock or the top ten for at least the um play in? Does Carl Anthony Towns do that? I don't know. I really don't know because their stats, if you just look at the stats, they're similar. Now, what are the intangibles that you can't see with stats? Will Carl Anthony Towns put a better effort there to just render defensively? Yes or no? Will he alter the shots and play every play defensively? Yes or no? Will he be that type of player that his teammates want to play for? Will he play for his teammates? Will he make his teammates better? Yes or no? If the answer is yes to all of those, then yes. You, you pull the trigger on that if the opportunity comes. If all of those answers are yes or no, if it's not consistent, yes is all around across the board. I think you keep Julius Randle because it ain't going to make a difference. Now, we're talking Anthony Edwards, and you got Jalen Brunson, Anthony Edwards, RJ Barrett, Obi Toppin, Mitchell Robinson as your starting five. By all means, I don't even care if we don't make the playoffs. I know our future is bright because we have a 22 year old, and a 22 year old, and a 25 year old, and a 24 year old. We're young and we're hungry. And we got to fight. Ain't nobody, listen, Anthony Edwards in a naked uniform, ain't nobody going to stop that man. And that's my dream. Go get Anthony Edwards. You couldn't get, you couldn't get Donovan Mitchell. The Wolves got rid of all their picks. How about, hey, Timberwolves, you want some draft picks back? We already know the locker room. They got beef. Give us Anthony Edwards. We'll give you three draft picks. Julius Randle. If not Julius Randle. Cam Reddish. Quickly. Three draft picks for Anthony Edwards. As much as I love quickly. For Anthony Edwards, I'm going to do it. Or his Fournier, because you, you need a three-point shooter. You need three-point shooters. His Fournier and the three draft picks that you gave up for Gobert, Gobert, I'll give them back to you. With Fournier, because we're getting Anthony Edwards and not Carl Anthony Towns, we have to keep... Um, What's this guy called? <laughs> uh, Randall. Unless we do like a three-team trade or something like that with the Lakers. And the Lakers can choose Randall and Westbrook gets sent out of there. And Westbrook gets sent to Minnesota or something like that. And we get Anthony Edwards. What? Pull that trigger. Get Fournier out of here. Get Fournier out of here. Pull that trigger. Get Fournier out of here. Get him. Go. Go. I was saying the Timberwolves back. Three draft picks. Plus a pick swap for Anthony Edwards. Yes. And the Lakers send 
Russell Westbrook to the Timberwolves with the pick. So they get a player back. Knicks send Randall to the Lakers. So you got somebody to balance out and can shoot and can score. He played in LA already. Send him a stat. Now. What do you mean by that? Now. Send him. It was Anthony Edwards. It works for the Timberwolves because he's not the locker room. He said that thing over the summer with the with the uh, the homophobic thing that he said on Instagram. He had to apologize for that. Him and Carl Anthony Towns are getting along. You gave up all these draft uh, capital. The Knicks are going to replenish your draft capital. We're going to give you a shooter. You're going to get Westbrook. So that satisfies the Timberwolves. The Lakers don't have Westbrook no more. They want them out of there. They're going to get a scorer that can play around LeBron with Julius Randle. Shoot. The Lakers are draft pick or something. Knicks got a plethora of picks. They got like nine picks. And the Knicks get Anthony Edwards. Oh, what? What? And if I could be sneaky and steal from the uh, Timberwolves, watch Naz. Naz on the Timberwolves, great player. You'll see him tonight. Sneaky. <laughs> Sunday old coach. That's funny. <laughs> but let's see. Let's see. About to sign off. About to go grab some lunch. Get ready for the stream later. But this will be up on the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google's, all the podcast networks, YouTube, 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 um, within the next, uh, let's say, 30 minutes or so. I got to, you know, convert all this. Convert all this. But let's see. I'm about to start Anthony Edwards to MSG. Hashtag. I'm going to start that. I'm going to get that going. I'm going to get that going. But I'm very happy Evan Forney is on a bench. Woo! Good times are coming. Good times are coming. We're going 2-1 this week. 2-1 this week. Double stream later. Tap in, tap in, tap in. Hey.